Today on the show, I'm happy to have Ian De La Garza. He is a CEO of FinSolar. It's a platform for corporations to invest in renewable energy. We were talking about bootstrapping versus raising capital and your experience in both methods. That's right, Chad. Ten years ago, I founded the company called Conologica, and we were targeting residential solar here in Mexico. And the business model was quite interesting because we included smart metering, which was pretty new by, by then. And we were including energy efficiency measures to residential customers besides the, the solar panels. And what I found out it was that we were too early in the market. Internet updates just started to be a thing. And we were basically, I decided to bootstrap. And I think that wasn't the best decision because when you, you know, timing as it's very important in terms of finding the market fit. And if you're a little too early, you may run out of gas. If you're too late, then you'll have a lot of competitors. But even deciding to bootstrap wasn't the best decision because that was the, the problem. We run out of cash and we lost focus because we were looking how to sell other products that wasn't our main product that we wanted to push and that differentiated us. And that's why we actually lost that focus. Afterwards, we understood that getting this uh, going to or leveraging capital was very important because it makes you focus, right? And you don't have to worry about making it the next month. And so that's something that really was big learning. Big for me. So was it that the product wasn't right for the market or that you just didn't have enough capital to really deploy it in the way you wanted? Yeah, we didn't have enough capital. A couple of years after there was a couple of ventures that had the similar business model and they have the capital to, to deploy it and they were, and they're still very successful. It's definitely something that, that we learned. Yes. So after going through that experience, would you ever bootstrap again or are you core? I'm always going to raise capital when I start my businesses now. No, I'm always going to raise capital. One interesting thing it's that I found out also is how important is accountability and having a board and investors to, to take care of. And that makes you work much more focused, target, but you, you have objectives, you have accountability. So that's something that maybe it's not the first thing that comes into our mind when we think of the benefits of going to find capital, but uh, in practices, it's one of the most important things to, to have. So were you very particular with the investors you chose for this? We were in the way we were looking definitely for, to add value to the company. We raised into solar seed round in the beginning of the pandemic. And we didn't have many options back then because it was not when it was a boom. It was just early when no one was investing and we have the fortune of having a lot of investors interested in the venture. And we found the one of the, we chose one of the, of the people that were going to be very involved, not obviously, not in the operation, but they were going to be very involved in helping us grow. And, and that has been the case. So 
very happy for that decision. So how long have you now had FinSolar in operation? We started FinSolar in 2018. How many rounds have you had to go through of raising capital now? We are at the third round right now. So we have the seed round, we had a, an intermediate round, and then we're now raising around 20 to $50 million in debt and debt and capital and equity. And when do you expect that you'll have to do the next round? Uh, I'm expecting it to do that before this year ends. We want to close it before December. So it becomes a game of constantly raising capital though, when you do it in this way. Yes, definitely. So what's the point at which you don't need to raise capital anymore? What changes? The point when you don't have, to, okay. So once you're, especially in our model, once you get a critical mass in terms of companies investing in your fund is something that be, becomes multi, multi-year companies, hundred percent of the companies that work with us are investing every year an amount. So that makes it a compounding effect. And so we're a couple of years, I think, from this tipping point where the compounded effect of the investment that we're getting from the large corporation is enough for us to cover our growth especially. So what is the large corporation specifically investing in when they come onto your platform? Here in Mexico, and this is a different difference between the U.S. We don't have direct tax credits, but we have accelerated depreciation of 100% in one year. So this, in order to leverage that depreciation, what we do is that these companies invest and buy the solar panels uh, and they're in their balance sheet. So what we do is we give them a very long-term finance up to 30 years with a low interest rate and that they can depreciate the whole project value. So once they depreciate the whole project value, whatever they pay for us as down payment, they don't pay it in taxes that year. So it's pretty much return, immediate return on investment. And that way we, they're using their tax equity to, to buy the equipment. Then what we do is we lease back the, that equipment to operate it with these third-party companies, which are small and medium companies. And those companies buy the energy from us. And they also give us the renewable energy certificates that these solar panels are generating. Those can be transferred. They can only be redeemed once to avoid double counting and avoid greenwashing. So they give us those back, those, or they seed those renewable energy certificates back to the invest, the corporation investing in the solar panels. So what they get from doing this is they have no solar, they don't have the cost in their solar panels. They don't have real hard capital costs. Second, they're getting the benefit that we pass all the financial benefit or most of the financial benefit from selling the energy. So they're getting an income, a passive income. So they're making money on that. And they're also getting to their ESG targets. So because of we, we give them those renewable energy certificates. So tell me if I have this right. I have a corporation. I have capital sitting in a bank account. I want to get some sort of return. I send that to you guys. I infuse you guys with capital. I get to take some sort of credit back right away and depreciate that. That's right. You then are acquiring equipment 
and then leasing that equipment out to somebody else? That's right. That's okay. Right. And then when that other person starts paying you their lease payments, part of that payment then goes back to the original person who infused you with capital? That's right. The only difference in that is the figure with the third parties is that we sell the energy, which is a variable. We don't sublease it because the only lease happening here is the corporation leasing the equipment back to us. So yeah, it's, but that's, that's right. Okay. So then you're making money, not on the equipment, but on the energy itself itself. That's right. Yes. That's very interesting model. It almost seems like a no brainer for somebody to put capital into that. Yeah, it is a no brainer. Still, it's a very new structure in Mexico. So it takes time to build the trust that we have built today. And, uh, and yeah, and, uh, fortunately we're growing year by year. And, uh, and with this next round of capital, we are definitely, we're looking to grow at least four times the next year. Would the goal to be to take the company public eventually? Not right now. This, what this business generates is cash flows. We have long-term contracts. So we thinking one of the exits would be to securitize those, those contracts and sell it to an asset owner or some other company that will wish to, to buy it. Do you see a lot of growth coming in the next few years in your industry? Yes. We're all, we're already experiencing the growth here. There's been still, how can I say there's, it's being very still the market right now in terms of growth of renewable energy. And the, this year, since the country's growing at least four or 5% in terms of energy needs every year, and there's not enough infrastructure yet and investment in both distribution, transmission and generation. Now, like that we found that the valve just opened and there's a lot of, of demand in terms of companies looking to make their, their energy use more efficient, but also, or reduce their energy cost, but also for large corporations to invest in, in this, to get the, to get to their sustainability goals. So that, that has been compounding and there wasn't many models to help them do it. So this model removes the obstacles that large corporations find mainly is using their CapEx. It's always a problem for them because they have their core business. They're not the energy business. And the other thing is that the uh, limit in terms of renewable energy, distributor generation, which is small systems that generate for local use, right? local energy use. And here in Mexico is quite, I could say low because it's 500 kilowatts of power. And therefore large corporation who, which consume millions of kilowatts, megawatts, they, they can't reduce their, or their footprint through putting solar panels on their roofs because it's just too little power. And this model helps them leverage their supply chain because usually these third-party roofs or these solar panels that we're leasing from them, we usually first look for in their supply chain, any of these small and medium businesses could take that energy savings. So this way, now they can invest in 10 megawatts, 10 megawatts if they want. They're not using their capital and, and they're getting the, to their, to their sustainability objectives that they have. 
So you said you, the investors are mid to large size corporations. So what's the minimum amount of capital that's required to invest in your platform? We have $1 million of the minimum amount. We obviously have some, a couple of smaller transactions because some large corporations want to try them all, but not serve minimum in terms of investment. And, and it, is it limited? Year. Obviously it's, year. it's optional for them, but once they try to mold, since it's generated so much value, they're, they invest in the next year. Is there a limit to particular countries that can invest or can the U.S. invest? How does that work? No, it has to be for this model to work. It has to be in Mexico. The company has to be paying taxes in Mexico so they can use this depreciation benefit and the purchase and the generation of the energy has to be also in Mexico. So right now it's limited to the country, but there's so much potential that we're okay with start with focusing on Mexico for the next three to five years. There's a couple of other countries in South America that may be interesting to develop the same model. We thought right now we're focusing on Mexico. So if one of our listeners wanted to reach out to your company or you to learn more or to invest, how would they do? Yeah, they could log into www.fin.solar and they can send us a message through there. And also they can find me on LinkedIn as Ian de la Garza, which is I-A-M. And de la Garza is D-E-L-A-G-A-R-Z-A. Thank you, Ian, for coming on the show. And thank you, everybody, for listening to another episode of Failing to Success. I'm Chad Kalecki with Cosmic Web Design and Development. Make sure to press that subscribe button, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.